This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast, Bill McMinn, along with Mark Kostetler, and talking today about you're never alone. And sometimes people feel like, oh my goodness, I'm alone, I'm in the minority. Well, being in the minority isn't alone. Mm. So even the last election, even the side who loses on the issues has like 1.6 million. <laughs> yeah, right. It's hardly be alone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're not, look, come on, you know, we're, no. we're we're not alone. And I do believe that when you you have it, and it says in First Kings 19, it's Elijah after a great triumph on Mount Carmel against the prophets of Baal. I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, put your prophets to death with a sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. And that, that's kind of like how mm. he's feeling. But I think sometimes we feel defeated because we're single focused. So we're just focused on one thing in the world. And we feel ultra defeated because of that. His wow. focus is yeah. on what Jezebel said. Jezebel said, I'm going to kill that guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that's the only thing really he's focused on right now. He's lost track of, you know, he just had a great victory. There's other things where God is really doing awesome things. There's actually a person who had at least 100 prophets alive in a cave. So he wasn't the only one. It was somebody yeah. actually from the court of Ahab and Jezebel who was kind of sneaking out yeah. and making sure that the prophets were fed and taken care of and they weren't getting killed. But mm-hmm. at this moment, because of single focus, he feels all defeated. And sometimes we get that way too. Absolutely. You know, single focus as Christians on just one thing that happened that we, we didn't like and we feel like all is lost. And, yeah. and it, what does he say? I, I've been loyal to you, God, right. and, and this is happening to me. I can't believe this is happening. Well, I've been there, man. I've been there right. so many times. That right. argument, that internal argument that you have is like, you know, is this worth it, really? Right. I mean, I'm the only one battling through this. Yeah. Like, no one else cares but me. Like, there's no one who even cares about this. Like, I'm the only person here and around that really cares. And that's typically not true. Okay? Not not really. <laughs> right. right. Then he says it again, he, that he's been very zealous for the Lord. And he's talking all about what the Israelites did. And I'm the only one left. They're not trying to kill me. And then a couple of verses later, God says, I have reserved seven, I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down mm-hmm. to Baal, mm-hmm. whose mouths have not kissed them. So look, I know you feel alone, but you're not alone. And that's what a message for today. You know, yeah. I know you feel alone sometimes as a Christian. You feel like you're the only one yeah. at work who yeah. wants to work hard, the only one who who cares about it. Maybe sometimes you feel like the only person who's honest, the only mm-hmm. person who's willing to be moral. Okay, well, you know, you may see a lot of immorality around you, but there's other people too that that's are right. just like you and believe the same yeah. way you do. No, I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard that. You know, I, oh, wow, I thought I was the only one dealing right. with that. And it's right. like, no, you are not the only one dealing with those issues, for example, in a marriage or, or other relationships or whatever. It's like, no, you. there's a lot of people that have that same issue, you know, for example, pornography or whatever. You know, I thought I was the only one that de- dealt with those things. It's like, no, you're not. I just had this conversation with a guy, you know, it's like, it's a very common thing, you know, right. what is it? Second um, Corinthians 10 says, no temptation has overcome you. That's not common to men. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> this is, this is very common for everybody right. and feeling alone is too, you right. know, it uh, it, it's, it's a very common thing. Isolation is, I, I think a very dangerous thing when you feel alone you can actually become alone because right. you isolate yourself from people. Right. That's exactly what Elijah did. He went away. Right. He removed himself and he ran, you know, yeah, and sometimes I think when it's on social media or whatever, it's okay to like lay low and 
you kind of be a little bit more isolated than you normally would be. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that per se for a time. If you just feel like, you know what, right now, so I don't have anything really to say or mm. add. I just want to focus mm. on family. I want to focus on God. You know, I'm, I'm all yeah. fine for that. I wouldn't get to the point where I'm not even going to church because mm. whatever, right. you know. Um, so anyway, no others believe too. And we do have the fellowship. And one of the things we have where we know we're not alone, we do have, like you said, don't isolate. We have fellow Christians yeah. that we're friends with and we serve with and we get things done. So, And we can I mean, actually encourage positive. encourage each other when we're feeling those way, you know, that way. You know, I need people like you to, in my life that's going to point me back to the, no, that's not right. You need to come back to this, you right. know. Um, <clears throat> feeling financially drained a while ago. bought a, I bought a truck, you know, at Buyer's remorse is a real thing, you know, right, what I mean? right. and and feeling like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I just, you know, wrecked our finances, and I'm going to turn around and sell it. I remember coming into your office here and and just saying, I think I'm going to sell it, my truck. And you looked at me, and you said, you're not going to do anything right now, right? You're just just don't do anything, right? Just hold on, you know. I'm glad I didn't right. because it, we're making it. We had to right. change some things around and right. stuff, but. Oh, I just felt like, oh, I was alone in my decision. I, right. I you know, I made this stupid mistake. My family's going to pay for it. I needed somebody just to be able to go, no, just wait, encourage, right. encourage, encourage. And I, I, I think that's great advice right there. Just wait, don't do anything mm -hmm. right away. And sometimes we feel like we have to make a move right now. Boy, did I ever, man. And I you don't <laughs> always have to make a move, right? We just talked about that. Yeah. We just talked about that. That's right. At church, like you don't always like fear or panic. Like the mother of Moses, she didn't have to make a move right then. That's you right. Know, just wait. That's right. Just be patient. You know, let yeah. God work and no. And why do we let God work? Cause God is with us in Matthew 28, 19 and 20. We're told to go make disciples mm. and to baptize them, to teach them. Surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. He says in Matthew 28, 20, last verse of that book. And I'm with you all the time. And I've always found great comfort to know, hey, we're two or three are gathered together. There I am in the midst of them. I'm with you. Bill, I've, I've said it before. It is one of my favorite promises in all of Scripture. God repeats over and over and over, don't fear, I'm with you. Don't fear. I'm with you. You know, right. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Even when you walk through the darkest of valleys, I'm there with you. God repeatedly tells us, I'm with you. All the time. And even that Matthew 28 passage, what's he say? Surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. It's one of my favorite promises in the scripture. Right. Comforting. Right. Emmanuel came. Right. Why? God uh, with, with us. us. <laughs> <laughs> he no, wants to be true. with us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's comforting to know that, hey, God's going to, he's going to be with you. He's mm -hmm. going to help you through this time. And you have to trust him. You got to make good decisions too. But, you know, you trust the Lord that when you do the right thing, he's going to bless that too. Amen. And same with Elijah. Amen. It's like, they're trying to kill you. No one's going to be killing Elijah. God's going to take him up to heaven someday yep. when God wants him up in heaven. Until yep. then, no one's going to touch him because God's got his hand in his life. And it's got a purpose for him, right? I like seeing that, though. I like I appreciate the scripture. The scripture to me is just amazing how real, how tangible it is. Right. You know, it, it captures these stories of really weakness. You know, right. Elijah became weak and he ran and he uh, he's, he's wrestling with himself. You know, if I was writing the Bible, I might have left that out because it right. makes Elijah not look right. as good as he was. No, I love that humanity aspect of him. Right. You know, he was a man that definitely God used and is a prophet of the Lord and did some amazing miracles. And, and you see him hiding in a cave, <laughs> you know, I'm like, right. thank you, God. I right. needed to see that because right. 
we are all human. Well, I know? think all of us get discouraged at time too. And mm-hmm. I think that one of the things like he just didn't feel he was going to live and God just sent him away to the mm. brook of Kidron for a while to the valley of Kidron <laughs> where the brook was and just, Hey, go hang out. The Raven's going to come and feed you every yeah. day. And you know, he's going to learn amazing that God story. is, yeah, God is going to yeah. take care of you. But he felt really low, you know, at that point, mm. you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. we do feel really low. I we feel so. down. We, we probably do need to go to the valley and just let God feed mm-hmm. us for a while and take care of it. I mean, this morning, even, you know, like, yeah, I feel tired, feel busy. Just want to get back to those good disciplines yeah. of, you know, Bill, get out and exercise in the morning. Mm. Make sure you're praying. Mm. Read your Bible. Get back to all the things, you know, the daily things you need to be doing. Let's just start our day here. This is what we should be doing. And yeah. sometimes we just need that time, too, just to yeah. come back to God and, and hear what God's got to be saying about stuff. And, I, yeah. and we got the Holy Spirit, too. I mean, Jesus Christ said, I'm not going to leave you like orphans. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love that. You. I love that verse. <sighs> I will not leave you as orphans. Yeah. And he, he talked about how he's going to send the Holy Spirit. You know, the world's not going to accept him, but you know him. He lives in you. He'll be yep. with you and in you. He'll be with you. What a beautiful And promise. in you. It is a beautiful yeah. verse. So. Mm. The Holy Spirit's right there helping us in our time of need to help us. If we're willing to listen, I think sometimes we get what I see, especially in seasons like this, a lot of emotion, a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be making decisions, and you shouldn't be talking if you're all emotional. You should just so pipe down, yep. shut up. Pray. And pray. Pray yeah. in the Spirit often. That's what the Scripture says. You know, pray, right. pray, pray. You know, take them, take them feelings you're carrying around with you and cast them before the Lord. Right. Let him be the one that you filter it through before you filter it through other people, right. you know, cast it on him first and let him deal with you. You know, Holy Spirit will, will be there to help you and be like, well, there should be, like you said, if you were listening, if you're sensitive to spirits work in you, you should sense this conviction, this, right. this like, um, oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say that because yeah, right. that's, well, let me ask something is, is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit lashing out? <laughs> I think that's the verse ahead of that, the flesh, the acts of the flesh. Right, yeah. exactly. It's not like, no. yeah, it's the fruit of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will lead you into lashing out at other people. Yeah. No, we looked at it last podcast, your seasons, mm. words with grace, words seasoned with yep. salt, knowing mm. how to answer everyone who asks you a question. We need to be responsible for the things that we do and rely mm. on the Holy Spirit to help us when we're tired mm. and when we're most. These are the times, yeah, you probably shouldn't be engaging yeah. in a bunch of conversations you need yep. to play i find out like when i'm upset about something and i'm really tired it's a time not to be making decisions like him he's feeling mm. all alone and forlorn mm. he's tired he's worn out he needs a time of rest it's not the time to be making decisions not to be time to be saying a ton of stuff it's a time just to pipe down be quiet and just get through it I, man it's so wise another there's another piece of advice you gave me early on in our relationship was Mark, just whatever you do, <clears throat> be careful when you get tired. That's right. when you start making, make, make mistakes, right. you know? And I agree with you. I, right. I, it was, it wasn't as evident until you said that, right. you know? And I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's if I look back over my life, when I'm tired, I make dumb decisions. Oh, yeah, man. sure. And yeah. you start being a little more yappy and chirpy about stuff than you should be. And you, then you're offending people because mm-hmm. you're just saying stuff because you just have to say it. I mean, you just get it. I'm just got to say yeah. it. I just have to say it. I got to do something. Well, not, no, you don't always have to do something. Yep. Just make sure you're rested. Make sure you've prayed about it. You've thought it through, right? Yeah, I think I think that's a, a physical thing, but it can also be a spiritual tired. Right. Like you're, you, you, some of us get drained spiritually. Right. You just got to 
have a retreat, go away somewhere with the Lord. Doesn't even have to be that complicated. Just get up, like you said, and do the disciplines of spending right. time with Jesus and his word and praying to him. Sometimes I just need to listen to some worship music just right. to stop doing anything and just listen to some worship music, you know, right. and it re-energizes my spirit, you know, because right. I'm just weary. I'm tired, right. you know. Well, yeah, we get that way. I mean, you look at the church schedule sometimes, yeah. you know, you're, you know, relentless, you're running every day, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you, I'm, yeah, I'm on day after day after day after day yep. after day at this yep. point, you know, uh, for a few weeks and yeah, you do start getting tired yep. because you haven't stopped. You haven't been able to stop. And then you got people still, Hey, call me on this. Listen to this. Can you help me with that? And you're like, okay, I don't know like when I'm going to get to all this actually, yeah. but yeah, you can't get worn down. You can, sure. yeah. Um, but any, anyway, we see also focus on being a light is what I my advice. You know, when you're feeling mm. alone, you know, finding serenity, just be a light. You're the light of the world. Town built on a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. It gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. You know, don't mm. not hear about it. No, not hear from you. Just see what you're doing. And one thing I love about our church is just the good things the church does that you can point to, the packing of lunches. Uh, we had a school official here this morning. Uh, hey, I know that when I need food for a family is in bad shape, that mm. I can come immediately to Eagleville and get help. That's amazing. And I know I can rely on Eagleville that you guys are going to help me without asking me a bunch of questions and make me jump through mm-hmm. hoops. You're mm. just going to say, yeah, we'll help. That's a powerful he witness. I appreciate it. And, yep. yeah, we were talking about – Coats, you know, did they need coats? Well, there is starting to get a need. Let us know about that. Then, you know, hey, can you mm-hmm. help this family at Christmas time that I'm working with? Yeah, was, we'll help that mm-hmm. family at Christmas time. So then the Friday lunches, the lunch, the food for kids program, mm-hmm. it's Operation Christmas Child come up. There, there's Halo coming up. There's the Vine Food Pantry, which we do on a weekly basis. Yep. And then one Saturday a month, uh, they come out for that. They'll be giving out a bunch of Thanksgiving baskets. I mean, the work that goes into this, I mean, just the number of people that are involved yep. in helping other people. To me, that's this is where our focus should be yeah. on the stuff that we do control. Mm-hmm. I can't control that people might draw the shade to my light. Mm-hmm. Like they might not want to hear it. They might want to close the door to it. But I can just do what you do. Yeah. Like be that positive testimony. Yeah, and then what? what's going to be the result of that is there's going to be potentially hundreds of people impacted by all of these different ministries and they're not going to feel alone right? because they're receiving this gift, this shoebox in right. wherever, you know, uh, uh, Nicaragua or whatever, you know, right. and they're receiving this shoebox. And this little child is going to realize, wow, somebody's thinking about me. Right. I'm not alone in this world. Right. You know, that's a beautiful thing. The child that's at, you know, the Rock Creek Elementary School getting a brown bag lunch on a Saturday right. because... Because somebody took the time and effort to actually think through and pray over, you know, right, eighty-two a week. Wow, we're doing it. We might actually take on Grand Valley. And every and eighty-two people every weekend are reminded when they open up that food, I'm not alone. Right. Well, I mean, this is getting to be such a powerful ministry too. I mean, we're we're creating a line in it just for people to contribute to food for kids. So it'll be under the vine. But I mean, it's. Yeah, it's it's powerful. I mean, people yeah. can contribute to that and give to it, and uh, we certainly will on Christmas Eve day. And you know, mm-hmm. it's it's an it's an awesome thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we'll take a collection for both the vine and food for kids. You know, both feeding people type of ministries, <laughs> which I think is is truly yeah. awesome. But focus, you just focus on doing the right thing. I, I really think that's a that's an important mm-hmm. aspect of our lives. Set a 
being combative and fighting and being yep. ugly. Yep. Just go ahead and do the right thing. And God's going to take care of it. And Jezebel, she was a witch. And I'm going to oh, say it straight man. up. She was nasty, man. She killed people who didn't believe like her. Jezebel is the name in the Bible. Like, if you want a vile, wicked, nasty mm-hmm. name, just call somebody, you're a Jezebel. <laughs> there it you know is, man. If they know the Bible, they're going to yeah. get it because she was about as wicked as they came in. Mm-hmm. She killed people. She was horrible. In fact, I think it was her daughter killed a bunch mm. and married one of the kings in Judah then and killed a bunch of them. Oh, at the my line. goodness. I have to look that was up. was related yeah. to her. Wow. It's just the, the murderous streak in these people. But you know what? God oh, yeah, you're right. God was going to take care of her. God mm-hmm. God took care of Athaliah, but God took care of Jezebel. That's right. Ahead of that. Mm-hmm. And so God knows. I mean, not saying, look, I understand we feel alone. We do have some real enemies. I'm not saying you don't. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I don't. I, I'm not saying the church doesn't. I mean, obviously, I mean, there, there are some real enemies. There are some real Jezebels out there mm-hmm. who are out to get you. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. But you still just have to do the right thing and trust God. God's going to take care of that. Yep. Elijah never took care of Jezebel, never put his hand to her. Mm-hmm. He told her the truth. He confronted her with truth. He yep. That's it. God took care of the rest. That's right. And so I got to realize, you know, when I feel alone, listen, God God knows all these things. He'll take mm-hmm. care of it. You don't, yeah. you don't have to. I love it when he told yeah. Uh, Moses said, uh, surrounded by the Egyptian army pinned against the Red Sea. Yeah. Just stand still and see <laughs> stand the salvation still. of the Lord. Uh, yeah. what you need to do, man. Just stand still. Yep. I love that scripture, man. I actually, that was part of my message when I preached uh, a couple weeks ago. But no, I think what you're saying is exactly right. You know, we ha- we all have those Jezebels in our life that are that are seeking to really just exhaust us. You know, right. the, she, she wanted him dead, man. Right. I mean, she just hated him, you know, right. and he knew that and actually says he was fearful of her. He was scared. He ran, right. you know, because he knew you give her an inch, man, she's going to take it. Right. And, and, uh, I think sometimes we do have to be careful who we're engaging with and right. cause it is, it's, it's a dangerous thing, you know, well, be vigilant. I mean, that was our, that That's was our it, word man. on Tuesday yeah. morning Bible study is like, be vigilant. I've been thinking about it this week. You got to yeah. be careful where Satan can get in and trip you up mm-hmm. and cause problems. Yep. Just be vigilant. So, but God's going to take care of it. In Romans 12, I love this verse. Don't repay anyone evil for evil. This is how we have serenity, okay? Don't be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends. Yep. But leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, as mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And so in doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. If you want to overcome evil, don't be evil yourself. Mm. Don't feel like you have to be the one to get revenge, and you've got Mm -hmm. to be the sword of the Lord with your words, and you're going to go chop somebody up who doesn't agree with you. You, Your job is to do good. I love Overcome evil with good. I love how Jimmy Evans puts this. He says, you can't fight a spirit with the same spirit. Right. If you fight a fire with more fire, you're going to get a bigger fire. Right. You can't try to win evil by being evil. Right. You have to con- you have to go against evil with good. Right. It says it's going to heap burning coals on the head. You know, this is this is counterintuitive for our culture. If if you're coming at me, I want to come at you harder, you know? Where where Jesus and the message of the Bible is is that's never going to re- result in what right. you want. Right. Be kind, gentle, tenderhearted, merciful towards them, compassionate. 
wow, what would that look like? Right. <laughs> you know? Turn the other cheek. Yeah. Right. That's right. I mean, that's, that's what right. go the we, second mile. Go just, the second one. Somebody's forcing you to go one mile, go two. Yep. Because you need to communicate the love of God that's in our heart for the yeah. world around us and the concern. Mm. And when we come, you know, we're going to talk all about love and even on, uh, you know, the issue of right for life, you know, we're going to talk about all, you know, our love for the kids and that's what drives us. But then if we come across as hateful, to others, mm-hmm. how's that communicating the love that we're trying to communicate? It's not. Nope. And you just, again, just have to be careful. I know you might feel alone sometimes. You're not alone because God's there. We have the church. Yep. Plenty of other people believe just like you do. We just have to rely on the God, and we focus on being a light. We focus on doing the good thing. Amen. And we hope that that's helped you and uh, given you some great stuff to think about. You all have a great and an awesome week.